Now that's a blessing. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Praises is a powerful weapon. Praises is a very powerful weapon. We will not neglect almighty God to call upon your name. We will not neglect to give you your righteous due. Father God, you said that if we don't praise you, the rocks will cry out in our places. Let us not give place to the rocks. Wedding rings are coming. Wedding wings are coming. Wedding rings are coming. Marriages. You, that person that's been waiting on God for a marriage, wedding rings are coming at last. Faithful people, you should get your affairs in order. You are no longer going to be single people. God is saying he will give you righteous spouses, people who will build a steadfast, righteous, holy, blood-washed home with you in Jesus' name. I see the rings. I see the rings. None of this dramatic rings falling from the sky. I see a man deliberately putting a ring on a woman's finger, deliberately putting the ring on her finger and looking in her eyes and saying his vows, making his promises. God says these men are ready to settle down at last. These men are ready to stop walking the streets and settle down at last. Saved men, unsaved men. That's who I'm seeing. Some of these bad boys are finally going to settle down. They are finally going to get tired of being in the streets because God says, there's no home for you in the streets, is there, young man? There's no home for you in the streets, is there, old player? You who has been out there for the last 30 years of your life, running around, he says, like a hound dog. You have finally realized that what you want is to wake up next to one person. And he says he's going to give you a partner, a bride, a woman to be with you, walk with you in partnership. We give God thanks. We give God praise. We bless his holy name. We exalt him. Rings at last. Marriage marriage and marital homes at last. And God says that people are so afraid to get married because they think it's the end times. So you marry and you die. And he just says, what kind of sense is that? I said that I give good gifts. Why would I not give a good gift? Why would I give a gift that is going to cause you pain? If I'm giving a gift, I give the best. I give the best. There's no fault. There's no shadow of turning in me. I have no fault. If I give a gift, I give a good gift because I am a good father. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Selfer, let's lift up his name. Let's praise him. Let's praise him. Let's tell him thank you. He is generous. I see God giving people money. Oh my goodness. I see money. I see people getting money that is almost equal to retirement benefits the kind of package that you are supposed to get when you retire from a company after 30 years of very good service that is what i see i see people getting lump sums it's all that i can call it lump sums i see people getting lump sums of money a large deposit of money to your bank account and the bank is even making an inquiry where is this money coming from who deposited this money from you? I see people getting, God says it is your just dues. I see him saying that he's smiling. He says, it is your just dues. Do you think that you would serve me? And I would forget about you. 
Do you think that you can serve me and I will forget what you need? Do you think that you would serve me and I would not be faithful to you? To reward your years of service, God is saying years of service will, will receive rewards worthy of years of service. That is what he's saying. Years of service will receive rewards that are worthy of years of service. And I see people are just amazed because some people are at the very end of their I would call it their balance sheet. I see a man who has been doing a very long math problem, and this man has been basically adding up the ups and downs of his life. So he's been adding up the ups and downs, adding when he gets a little money, subtracting when he when he gets a, a downswing in his life. And he has added up this math problem right until the edge of the paper. He is filled up the paper with his additions and subtractions and multiplications and now he is at the very edge of the paper and there's nowhere to go and just like that the lord produces him a fresh new sheet that fresh new sheet is representative of the rewards that god is going to give some people he said the faithful steward will be rewarded i do not forget to pay my servants and i will pay you in what you can use I will pay you in what you need. For some of you, my blessing will not be money. For some of you, my blessing will be that exact thing that you need. So if you have money, for instance, and you move to a new city and what you really need is a guarantor and you don't have anyone to stand for you, God says he will raise up that person to stand for you so you can get your apartment, so you can be able to co-sign on that loan. Someone is going to step in to provide, he says, that shelter that covering vouch safing vouch safing somebody who's going to stand up for you and say hey i know this guy this is a good guy and god says because that person is going to stand up for you and put in a good word for you even if it's at like a job like an employment a character witness of some kind god says that a door is going to open for you that you wouldn't you were not able to open yourself a door that you would not be able to open on your own. God says that he will open that door for you, but he will also bless people in physical assets. He will also bless people with physical things that they need. Blessings are coming. Haven't I said it? Blessings and judgment. That's the thing. The Lord is saying that people don't understand that there can be blessing in the midst of judgment. People just think that it's one, what is the word? consummate he just thinks he says people think that judgment is consummate that judgment is just one huge gulping thing that will just swallow the entire the entire cake no no god says i'm taking slices out of that cake for the faithful not everybody is going to be in tears many will be in tears but there will be people among you who are laughing and you will just have to understand that those people are not laughing at you they are not laughing at you. They are laughing at the fact that in the midst of the storm, God proved true. He said that he would be our shelter. He said that you can depend on me. He said, whoever builds their house on the rock, when the waves come, when the waves rise, and when the rains beat against that house, the house will not fall. So the other houses that are built on the sand or built on whatever people have built them on when when the waves come and the rains come obviously when the storm beats against those houses great will be the fall of those houses but other people are not going to be crying other people have done things god says fireproofing that's what i see i see like a man has has a house 
and he went and he bought asbestos. Asbestos is this, um, it is this fluffy, you know, I, I think it's this fluffy. It looks like kind of fluff. It looks like a fluffy gray steel wool kind of thing. And he lined his entire house with asbestos. So some people took the time to do this. They lined their homes with asbestos. And now when the fire is raging across the land, I simply see some houses are not touched. This is not actual physical fire. I don't think it is. I think it's just metaphorical fire because fiery times are coming to America, to the whole world. America, you are responsible for the downfall of nations. This is what I am seeing because you are the primary domino. And when you fall, all the other people, I see them falling after you. I see you like a man staggering drunk who pulls on a tablecloth and everything that is on the table is yanked down to the ground. But some things are not going to fall. I see the fires raging across the whole world, but there's some homes that are simply untouched. These are they, says the Lord, who put their trust in me. These are they who obeyed my word. They fixed their eyes on me. They fixed their eyes on me and I will keep them in my perfect peace. They will not lack for everything. They will not go without bread. They will not go without clothing. They will not go without shelter. My provision is assured to these people. Don't you think I know my people? I know my people. I am the Lord. I know the number of hairs that are upon your head. I have seen you in your cradle. I have seen you in your grave. When I say that I know the end from the beginning, I mean it. I have seen you before you were in your mother's womb and I have seen you when you have passed out of this life. I know you. And I know those who are faithful to me and I will surely show myself strong on their behalf. People are going to be really happy in the middle of whatever is coming economic downturn. I see a hand. It's like, uh, we have game shows here. So we have game shows and some of the game shows are really rudimentary is not a lot of thought that goes into them and sometimes they will just vote you off the show by doing a thumbs down so they're not going to do anything fancy like get your team members to vote for you or anything like that they will just they will just ask the audience yes or no the apollo showtime at the apollo was like that you could get voted off stage with a simple downturning of the hands by the audience or by boo by booing i just see a hand turned down no no, like that, like an application is denied. A request is denied. And I know that this is, this is America asking for another chance. I can see her with tears all over her face saying that she'll be good, but you are a half naked harlot. How can you be good? You're petitioning God and you did not even think to wash yourself before you came before him to ask for mercy. You say you want to beg the most high for mercy. You say you want to, you say you want to appeal to a judge and then you come before the God of all the earth and you couldn't even be bothered to wash yourself and to cover your nakedness. I can see everything that a female should not be showing to a male. You have come before the man stark naked and then say you have come to repent. This is not why God always says that your repentance is a false repentance, that it is not genuine, that it's not from your heart. It's not from their hearts. It is not from their hearts. I will not receive it. And you know, um, Selfer, this puts me in mind of 
there was this prophecy that God gave me. He was speaking about the removal of Biden. He was speaking about the removal of Trump. And in that prophecy, God was saying that he will do it because he hates an idol. The Lord cannot abide an idol and idols multiply in this land where I live, my sister. We create a new one every five minutes. So he said that he would remove, he said that he would remove Trump. He said that he would remove Biden. And when he, when he, when, when they went away, when the idols began to fall, TD Jakes was in that prophecy. When the idols began to fall, when they began to die, what happened was this huge outcry of fake crying, fake crying. And God was watching behind a cloud in that prophecy. There was a great dark cloud over the country. And behind that dark cloud, God was shielding himself. He was hiding himself. You know, he says in Psalm 18, that he hides in the thick darkness. He hides behind the thick thunderhead clouds. So I saw someone behind those clouds watching America. And this was the chance to repent, right? So when you are in mourning, when you are in grief and you love someone, you really love someone. And then you lose this person and you lose this person to their bad habits. You lose this person to their bad living. What you should do is you should cry because you are bereaved, because you are sad, because your heart is broken. But you should also have in your tears repentance, especially if you were doing the same things that that person was doing. But this is not what happened. This is not what happened at all. This is not what happened. You should grieve if you lose someone to their sins, but you should also, you should be warned. You should be warned when you see somebody die next to you for sin, it should give you pause. It should really make you think. But America did not think. And the, the tears she was crying were 100% for the idols. People were so heartbroken that these famous pastors were dying. They were, they were heartbroken. They were torn. They were heartbroken that presidents were dying and they they, they were angry. They were saying, God, why are you doing this to us? That is why, that is what they were saying. There's no repentance. There was indignance against God. People were angry at God. People were frustrated at God. Like, well, what have we done? And why are you doing this? I just see this hand that is turned down. It is turned down. Something else is being turned down on that table, but I for the life of me, I cannot see what it is. He has turned something else down. I just don't, I, mm, I cannot see what it is. He turned something else over on the table, but I don't know what that thing is, but I know that that thing is also saying no. I know that that action is also saying no. I will not receive, I will not receive this false worship. I will not accept these false prayers. You are not actually trying to repent. You are just trying to see what you can get away with. You think that you can renew the reprobates to repentance. This is what the Lord is saying. You want to pray for the reprobates. So I said in my word that you cannot renew those who are given over to the reprobate mind. 
I said that it is impossible to renew those who have tasted of my word, those who have tasted of the heavenly gift. What is the heavenly gift? It is salvation. So the leaders have become reprobate. They have become rejected. And then all you want to know is, well, can they repent? Can we give them a second chance? Can we work with them? But remember what I said. Do you remember in the last prayer call, he showed us the rusty lock. He showed us the rusty lock. Said when a lock is rusty, when metal becomes rusty, you can never renew that metal. There is no way to renew rusted metal. When something has rusted right through, the minute you touch it, it crumbles to dust. That's the work of rust. It destroys a metal thing. If you have something metal and there's a rusty lock and the, the lock gets rusted through, as soon as you touch it, it will fall apart. That's why you have to call the locksmith. That's why you have to call a metal worker to solder on a new piece of metal, a fresh piece of metal. This is why Jesus chose new disciples who had not become spoiled by the Pharisees, spoiled by the Sanhedrin order. Those old men were not able to receive the Lord's new wine. That is why he said, you need to put new wine into new wineskins. You cannot put the fresh bursting gospel that he, Jesus, came to preach into those old wizened wineskins. It will tear and burst the wineskins. It is impossible to renew them to repentance. The repenters are so few, so few, so few people in this country have managed to separate themselves from all their personal beliefs and simply say, Lord, I'm with you. Whatever you say, I'm with that. Whatever you want, I'm with that. However you lead, I'm following that. There's so few people. And that's because, um, I see someone wearing like three or four leashes three or four leashes. You know the dog collar? I see about three or four leashes on someone's neck. And, and, and God is saying, when you walk a dog, you give the dog one leash so that when you pull on the leash, the dog knows we're going this way. I'm following the direction of my master. My master's pulling me this way. I'm going this way. But God says in a country where people have up to 10 leashes, Says an average person in America can have up to 10 leashes, can have up to 10 different beliefs. He says they're not even all synonymous beliefs, which means that the 10 different things a person believes don't even all work together. This same person has conflicting beliefs. They believe two opposite things at the same time, but in their mind, they cannot perceive that these two things don't work together. So how can someone with three leashes, five leashes, eight or 10 leashes follow one God? Will you not reject that God? You will follow him only up to, up to the level that you are able. You will follow him only up to the level that you actually agree with what he says. The minute he says something you don't agree with, you will follow another leash. You will go with the person who's pulling the leash you like. That's why they don't follow me. That's why they cannot follow me on the narrow road. Many of you, you will not complete this journey. 
Even the ones who do not hear the word, even the ones who do not hear the message, you will not complete this journey. At the end of all your choices, you will have chosen a path that makes you my enemy. You will have chosen a path where you cannot know peace with my spirit. And the end for you is woe, woe, calamity, the outpouring of tears, woe. I can just see so many countries going into war. I, I think we will, um, may God have mercy. May God have mercy. We're going to witness the outbreak of war like a rash, like a rash. You know, when you have a rash, you don't get one bump. A pimple is one bump. You get a pimple, you have one bump. When you have a rash, you've got 50 bumps in a small area concentrated each of those bumps itching and flamed and causing you pain causing you pain an outbreak of red the red horse war is coming to the borders of the nations tumult upset riot police will leave their jobs they will get tired of beating people. That is it. Outbreak of war, civil war, civil unrest, violence. I wish these people would not do this.